Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hi, this is Peter Saxon with another Radio Info Rough Cut podcast recorded on the phone through the Rodecaster Pro Mixer and a RodePod mic. My guest today is an ad man, a businessman, author, TV producer, TV presenter, and a board member of the Melbourne Demons AFL Club and chair of the Afters Council. In his spare time, together with Ross Stevenson, he is co-host of Australia's most successful breakfast show in Share, not Cume, on Melbourne's 3AW. Russell Howcroft, welcome to the Radio Info microphone. Thank you, Peter. Nice to be here with you. It was a big week last week for you. You got inducted into the Advertising Hall of Fame. Congratulations. Thank you. And as chair of Afters Council, you oversaw that institution's 50th anniversary celebrations. Congratulations again. Thank you again. So let's start with the Advertising Hall of Fame. How big an honour is that for you? Well, how do you put it? I don't know how you put a scale on it, but it's, it's big. Um, well, if you have a look at the names of people that have, um, there's sort of a little over, there's 20 plus names. Um, and certainly, you know, the majority of those names are well known within the advertising industry, and many of them are known beyond the advertising industry. Um, so to be among those people is a big deal for me. Most definitely it is. And um, it's an industry that I still um, love. I'm still involved in on the fringes. Um, and I even get to do live reads on the radio every morning. So, you know, <laughs> um, it's a big, and of course, Advertising revenue is um, is what 3RW is all about. So I'm I'm still a part of that industry, and yeah, it was a big deal for me, and um, I was very grateful. Um, Ad News Ad News are the uh, the trade institution. I've been going for I don't know more than seventy years, I think, mm. in, um, in in the trades in our business, in the ad business, and um, yeah, I really really appreciated the um, the honour. Can you name any of your heroes in that huh. group? Well, of course, there are people like, um, well, Mo and Joe. Um, so um, you may or may not be aware, but I made a documentary called um, How Australia Got Its Mojo. Mm. Um, I did that in, I think, 2019, maybe 18, 18, 19. Um, and that's about um, Mo and Joe. They're in the Ad News Hall of Fame. And they're, they're sort of heroes for a few reasons, Um they're very, very successful ad people, and to be successful in advertising is hard. So just just doing well, you know, is almost enough for me. Um, and then they had a significant cultural effect on Australia, and um, this is the thing that I've always really been interested in, um, in what ads can do. Yeah, they can sell stuff. They're very, very good at selling things, but um, they're also very good at changing how people um, view particular social causes or, or in the case of Mojo, they're, they're brilliant at getting the world, and in particular America, um, to come to Australia. I'm sure you're aware they were the part, part of the Paul Hogan world. But um, 
Um, John Brown was the minister at the time during the Hawke uh, Hawk government. He, he appointed Mo and Joe. And as he said, um, as he said on the documentary, there should be a statue in every country town of Mo and Joe um, <laughs> because, because they created the Australian tourism industry. Pre, pre that campaign, Australia was 70th on the list of um, countries Americans would like to see. After that campaign, Australia was 7th. So, so think about the billions that have come in as a result of that work. Uh, then on top of that, uh, the Hall of Fame, ad- Advertising Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. uh, you secured another place in history as presiding oh. chair of the Afters Council as it turns mm-hmm. 50. Uh, yes. <laughs> that's some week you had. How yes. would you describe your feelings on that day? Uh, well, Afters is a really important cultural institution of Australia. Uh, it, it's, it is it is a federal institution, as you know, Peter. It started at, obviously 50 years ago, 1973. big part of the story for me was it was actually bi- bipartisan. It had bipartisan support. So not surprisingly, perhaps, um, in a sort of cultural history perspective, that it was the Whitlam government that launched an institution like AFTERS. Mm. But it is also important to remember that John Gorton um, was a huge supporter. In fact, I think it was John Gorton that, you know, was, was the original um, seller of the that's idea. Right. That's yeah. right. And then and, Barry um, Jones, of course, who you interviewed. That, that's right. So Barry Jones and, uh, and of course, a, a very, very successful ad man in Philip Adams. Mm. Um, and so Philip Adams had an agency called, called Monaghan Damon Adams, MDA, which perhaps just as a, you know, going full circle, MDA and Mojo merged in the 80s, became Mojo MDA. Anyway, that's by the by. So <laughs> Philip, Philip Adams, a uh, big part of it. Um, yes, Barry Jones. And when I spoke to Barry Jones, he was, you know, very keen for the, for the sort of history books to be clear that it was a bipartisan idea. Um, in fact, Barry said he can't remember if he wrote Goth Whitlam or, or John Gorton's speech. <clears throat> so that, that was nice. You know, as we all know, Barry was a Labor minister. So that's right. Big, 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 big part of Australia when it's, you know, Philip Noyce, Jane, Cam- you know, Jane Campion, amazing, uh, amazing behind the camera, which of course is what afters is about. Um, it's about, you know, helping or getting people to learn how to make film, how to make telly, how to make radio, podcast, of course, these days, short films, you know, editing, writing, filming, camera work, um, the stuff that, you know, y- yeah, you've got to have actors, you've got to have good scripts, but you've got to have people that know how to make the stuff. And um, and that's, of course, what Afters is all about. Um, top five film school in the world now. Um, punches well above its weight. Uh, the alumni stick together. They help each other out. They they go around the world, and they're a really big part of who and what we are, as in who and what Australia is. So, as you say, the Afters is ranked very highly in the world, and um, yep. it's one of the top fifteen film schools in the world, according according to the Hollywood Reporter. Yet, yes, not one of the other fourteen listed has a radio school attached. Why is yeah. that? I, I, that's a great that's a great question. Um, it, they ought to. They ought to. They they may well in their curriculum, you know, Peter. If we if we actually don't know the answer, you know, I haven't actually studied the curriculum of the various schools around the world. So we ought to do that. They may well. They may well do it because it would make sense, would it not? Because clearly, 
Um, audio storytelling is a big part of storytelling, so you would think that they would do it. Um, but perhaps just afters is more progressive. Let's go with that, shall we? Oh, okay. Now, actually, you've done every discipline spelt out by the letters in afters. I mean, ah, yeah, yeah. the A stands for Australian. You've mm-hmm. already mentioned you've been Australian all your life. Yes. But you could also claim the A for advertising, couldn't you? Yes, yes. Yeah. So you've dabbled in F for film with your series about how Australia got its mojo. Yeah, I've also um, I've also been involved with the AFI, sat on the yep. AFI board. Yep. Yep. So T stands for television. Grew Done that. Transport. Yeah, and um, executive GM of Network 10. Right, there you go. And R, of course, is for radio, which we'll get to in a minute. Mm-hmm. And I left something out. Um, school. 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 Yeah. Yes, so <laughs> what, is, what does the S stand for in your career? Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Uh, S stands for sport. Sport? Um, okay. I've done a lot in on the sport side of things, a okay. lot, lot of been involved with uh, on the advertising front with um, I've advertised the cricket code right um, I was involved with the acquisition of big bash part of all, part of creating big bash right. um, uh, I've worked with the AFL um, a lot of marketing work with those guys and advertising work I've been on the board of the Melbourne Football Club so for those that are into the world of AFL um, big part of that's been a big part of my life the, the Melbourne Footy Club um, so yeah, okay. Let's stick with sport. That'll that'll be oh, okay. that's fine. Well, that's better than what I thought. I thought psychologist is like a student uh, of life, perhaps. Uh, a, a PSY psycho. Well, um, oh, I do like that, did you? I do like society. I like you know, like the shape of society is a big part of big interest for me. Yes. Um, you know, the dance, the dance that I, I like. I like calling it the dance that is that society is all about. Uh-huh. Um, we're all on the dance floor and uh, doing our best. <laughs> so, so let's talk about how you got the gig on breakfast at 3AW with Ross Stevenson. Yeah. How did that all come about? It, it doesn't uh, come up often, does it? <laughs> n- uh, no. Um, I don't know whether there's even an official record on how it came about. So I, I got a phone call Um so Mark Clemens, Mark Clemens from Profile Talent. Um, I've worked with Mark for a long time. Um, and he said, look, there might be an opportunity here. And um, and I said, great. And and there was. That's pretty much how it worked. <laughs> so then, you know, a few months later, I found myself getting up very early in the morning and um, nervously um, waiting for the green light to go on on that microphone, sitting opposite, of course, the the absolute guru of 3AW, well, Australian radio, really. But you guys have been friends for a long time. Yes, we have known each other a long time. That's true. Uh, we met when um, my middle child and his eldest um, were at primary school together 
and there was a trivia night and um those that know the size of Ross's brain wouldn't be surprised when I said to, you know, what the, the people that were organising our table, um, I'll come to the trivia night as long as Ross Stevenson's with us. <laughs> so, and did you uh, win? No, we came second. Oh. <laughs> so I'm not sure what happened there, but um, yeah, and Ross and I've yeah we've known each other so that is 20 years. That would be 20 years ago. Right. Does that help the chemistry going in? Um, well, it was good that we were, you know, he was very supportive of me, mm-hmm. um, and, um, and, you know, he'd seen me on the telly, um, and initially when I was doing Bruin, which is, you know, 10 plus years ago, he was very, he was quite frequent with his texts to me, which were always very encouraging, which I really, you know, appreciated for what's fair, it's a fair while ago, but I really appreciated those texts, I knew he would be supportive of me, and he was. Um, so, you know, and then away we went. And and uh, it, it's perhaps an important part of the storyline is my first day on um, on Throughout Every Breakfast was the start of the second lockdown in Melbourne, August right. the 3rd. And um, so as I drove into the studio, um, the streets were dead. I mean, they are always pretty dead at that time of the day, but they were dead, dead. Um, and then I'd exit the building um, after we've done our our show, our shift, and there's just no one on the streets. And um, for the first few weeks, I'd walk home, which is quite a long walk, but I'd walk home and literally see, wouldn't see a face. So I can't recall exactly how long that lockdown was, but it was well over 100 days. So that was sort of a weird a weird way to start and of course the lockdown was the overriding news of the day um the good news of course was there was a ratings effect off the back of lockdown and um you know i think i think we got up to 26 and a bit at some point in time um uh, because people were tuning into the radio to find out what was going on so how do you um on ratings day, yeah. How do you feel? Are you are you, you anticipating? Are you nervous? Uh, does it matter if you go up or down? Uh, you- yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I am an advertising person, as yes. as, we've, as we've discussed, and um, I know that ratings is important because ratings equals revenue, and um, and in the world of business. There's only two gears in business. There's either there's only forward or backward, um, and who wants to go backwards, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, so um, and that's always been you know I've, I've run I've run P and Ls. You know I've been the I've been the regional CEO of the largest agency network. So, um, you know every single day you are making sure that the money's um, as I say going forward, not going backwards. So it does matter. It does matter and. I'm, I'm I, I anticipated, yeah, nervous, yeah, but just keen, keen to know. Was it a steep learning curve for you? Yes. What was the yes. hardest thing? Knowing when to shut up. Uh-huh. <laughs> I find that very difficult too, but yes. Um, <laughs> did Ross sort of instruct you on that? <laughs> um, there's, a, there's, a rhythm, there's a rhythm to the show. Um, and you know, I'm a, as they say, a long-time listener. So I, I did know the show, um, 
and, uh, and yet being in the studio and participating in, in, in it is different, obviously, than being a listener. It wasn't the first time I've done radio. I've actually done quite a lot of radio, um, but I haven't done it day in, day out. And um, you know, that, of course, is an altogether different dynamic. Um, and it took a while to get, it did take quite a period to get used to. Um, not just the actual three hours of the show, but just the whole lifestyle change. I mean, it is, it is a dramatic change in how you, um, how you conduct your life, right? You're, 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 you're rewired or you're, you, you know, through the process of being rewired, it takes a lot of effort. Yeah. On, on incomplete way. I mean, if breakfast radio in particular is very, very hard. Are you an early riser? Um, I, I was always a pretty early riser, but not that early, you know. So you know, I get up, I get up with a four in it now. You know, there's a four there, so that that isn't easy. Um, but I've got a good system now, and um, and it it works well. Um, I I do need to get plenty of sleep, and it, it, you notice the difference if you don't get the sleep that you need. I, I certainly notice the difference when it comes to p- performing. Um, so I make sure that I get the sleep. So uh, I, in a way, I, I'm almost like a toddler now, Peter. I lead a disciplined toddler's life. Have a, <laughs> you know, eat early, have a bath before bed, uh-huh. make make sure I'm all tucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get the old folks special at the restaurant. <laughs> totally, totally. You know, and well, it's true. I mean, if you, um, yeah. So you just sort of learn. You learn um, how to deal with it, and um, and look, I'm sure if I was 30, um, you know, you'd you'd probably burn the cam- candle at both ends, and you'd probably get away with it. But um, I'm in my 50s, and you can't. What do you love about radio, and what do you not so much love or hate? Oh uh, no, no, I love, I, I I genuinely love it. Don't hate any of it. Um, I love it, it's it's a as Gross calls it, it's an ideas factory. Um, you know, I'm sure people are aware, but Ross Stevenson is, you know, uh, the the conductor. He's the composer. He's the first violin. He's amazing. And so to be in the studio with him um, and the ensemble, um, there are three, pe- there are four people involved: um, Mark Scorcher Davidson, Amelia Fuller, Sophie Clemens. Damien Tardio, this is a team which does act as a, as I say, as an ensemble. Um, all ideas are welcomed, um, as in all the best creative places, best idea wins. Um, and then and then you sort of pursue that best idea and you pursue it with the audience. And one of the great things about that show is the audience get it. They understand the, the nuance of the show, the humour of it, the silliness of it, um, and they participate often with great humour. Last question. Mm. What drives Russell Howcroft? Um, uh, definitely ideas. Ideas. I love I love ideas, just the notion of a conversation about ideas, ideas in all, all its forms, creativity, ideas, humour, rhythm. Um, I, like, I like business. I like commercial outcomes. Um, I enjoy. I enjoy society. I like watching how it all works. 
Um, and I do all that, I, I, and, I, and I try and work hard for my family. Good for you. Russell Howcroft, thank you very much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Peter. I enjoyed, I enjoyed our chat. Good. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.